Welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. My name is Raya Gonzalez, and I'm here with Ricardo Zulueta. Woohoo, I said it wrong. (laughs) Um, We are going to talk about entrepreneurship and mental health and how important it is to not only recognize that mental illness exists and can happen in entrepreneurship, but how we can make it better. So, welcome to the show, Ricardo. Thank you so much, Raya. I definitely appreciate it. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your company, and um, you know, tell us how you serve people. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm a serial entrepreneur, uh, different industries, uh, but basically everything stemmed from my clothing line, which is called Fukit Clothing. Um, how that started, basically the explanation for that is, um, you know, everyone knows the concept of living life to the fullest. Who doesn't know that? but it's actually impossible. It's human nature to take life for granted. That's why we complain on Mondays, traffic, weather. No one is immune to that. So what I've learned is that what you really need are reminders. It's kind of like when someone passes away, gets cancer, you see an accident, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. what am I doing? I should appreciate life more. It's not a new information. You've always known that, but you got reminded to. Yeah. Problem is this, it's temporary. It always fades all of a sudden you're complaining about Monday again. It's just, it was just one week ago. You know? right? And so it always happens. So it's really just supply and demand. It's human nature that we do that. So we were just hoping our brand acted as that reminder. Every time you wear it, it tells you to stop complaining and live life more. And anything inspirational always tends to kind of translate into motivational, inspirational, you know, it becomes mental health all, right. always all the time right? Uh, We took it a step further and we went to suicide prevention because I actually lost my brother to suicide. Um, The biggest thing I learned from that is that whenever anybody, me, you, doesn't matter, um, gets sad or depressed, it is not because of our situation. It's actually because of our perspective. Mm -hmm. That's why rock stars are committing suicide while the homeless are still trying, struggling to survive. Why? That, that, That doesn't make sense. So, the perspective is really where it all stems from. So how do we change that with the brand? Well, even though it's pronounced fuck it, it persuades you to say fuck it more yeah, without being offensive about it, right? Right. So here's the importance of that. Because what I've learned is that inspirational, motivational quotes, content, is you see it every day. You go on Facebook, how many videos? Instagram, how many quotes do you see there? You even have Nike just do it commercials in between the shows, right? Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, why isn't it working? Because all of it, they're all meaningless unless you actually make a decision to change something. Most people are insane. Even though everyone knows insanity means doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Right, exactly. exactly what they do. I hate my job. Different job? No, same one for five years. Okay, that's the same complaint for the past five years. Same girlfriend. Well, yeah, I'm going to keep hearing this until it changes, right? So the decision is actually what is most important. What's funny is most people don't notice. Did you know that the only time, and it's not sometimes, the only time we say the phrase, fuck it, is only until after we've already made a decision. That's true. The reason you say it is because you're confirming to yourself. You, don't, you, you never say fuck it for someone. It's a, a confirmation to yourself that you are actually going to follow through and commit to the decision you just made. You never back out. 
No one ever has played poker and said, fuck it, I'm all in. And then go, oh, wait, uh, uh, what I meant was half. Mm -hmm. Or jumping out of a plane for a skydiving and saying, fuck it, oh, wait, not yet, I'm not ready. Like, it only comes out when you're already ready to go and committed. So that's a very different story because that mindset is how you quit the job you hate, go on vacation, or start your own business. Once you decide, everything tends to follow. And that's something I could talk about later also. People think you need to find the solutions first and then make the decision to leave a relationship. You have to figure out how you're going to leave first and then decide, right? Same thing with a business. I just have to learn everything first and then I'll start it. No, it's decision first. The solutions follow. Which is funny because right as we were sort of like green rooming, I was telling you that this has been sort of my secondary, (laughs) my secondary mantra this year is, uh, cause I had a mantra this year of healing and abundance. Like this was the year that I was like going to put to rest, like the stuff that has plagued me for a long time. And I was also yeah. just going to invite like joy and love and life into my life. And I was just going to enjoy it, you know, yeah. which of course then, you know, pandemic, but I, but, but sincerely, this has been all that aside, one of the best years of my life, you know, because awesome. I have been open to that. But then, but of late, like we'll say the last three months, even more than that, fuck it has been like my, um, (laughs) like my mantra because I just, I'm I'm just like, especially with the podcast, I'm just like, what do I have to lose? Like, if I ask this person, this thing, what do I have to lose? Like, what, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no, or they're going to ignore me. Okay. Fuck it. I'm going to send them a message. And it like resulted in. Like I had, um, there's somebody that I really, really admire who's a copywriter and she has a huge following and I am in her group. And I really like, she's like, Ooh, to me, like, you know, way up there. And I just was like, fuck it. I'm just going to invite her on a podcast. She came on the podcast. I, so I do virtual assistant matchmaking for virtual assistants in the Philippines. And there's a website called onlinejobs.ph that I use Mm -hmm. to, um, to help find these virtual assistants in, I'm not affiliated with them. They're just awesome. Um, anyways, I just, one day I was laying there, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to email support and be like, I want to have an interview with the CEO of your company. Two hours later, he emailed me back and he was like, when you want to hook it up? Wow. That's great. (laughs) That's called the power, man. No way. You know Yeah. And that's exactly what we say. That's why it's so important because every time you say that, fuck it, that means you just made a decision and committed to it. Not just, uh, maybe, uh, thinking about it. Uh, I'm interested. You actually went, you know what? Fuck it. That's the only reason it comes out. So all of a sudden you do things and all of a sudden everything else will follow. Always does. It's kind of like, you know, people say, oh, I really don't have any time or money. Well, what happened, Raya, when your best friend got married? <laughs> like, or most people, right? When their best friend gets married, all of a sudden, they go. How did that happen? Well, first, the, the first shift is the perspective. What happens is, shit, that's my friend. Like, it's a one-time, once-in-a-lifetime thing, or at least it's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. I gotta go. I have to go. All right, I'm gonna go. All of a sudden, once you make that decision, because you pers- change your perspective, it's not that you don't have time or money. It becomes... I can't not go because that's my boy. It's only one time. Why not? So you all of a sudden have the time because you take off, take off of work and do what you got to do. How about the money part? Well, it's a year from now. You end up saving for it. Well, the same exact process applies to going on that vacation you keep yapping about, 
to do the same, to start that business you've been thinking of. Until you decide, it's just nothing's happening. It's not that it's impossible. You just haven't made a decision yet. But once you do, then it starts. That's so like, well, I've actually seen this in examples in the last like month. Like, I mean, I've, I've seen multiple decisions that I've made where I'm just like, I feel called to do this thing. No idea how this is going to work out, but yeah. fuck it. Going to do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to work out. And the thing is, is like, it, it always comes through. Like, you know, it, yeah. it always does. I- And it's funny because so our mission for the clothing line is to inspire and motivate people to live life without regret and accept challenges worth the risk. How we came up with that was um, we actually analyzed why the hell did we say fuck it? So this is before I told you what I just told you. But when I came up with the mission, I thought it was these two things. But what, what I'm about to tell you is why we should say fuck it. Not why we do it, but why we should. So the first one is to live life without regret. Because I knew it was an act of moving forward, but it's hard when you still have baggage or whatever, yes. you just can't let go. So it's the act of letting go. Basically, usually it's regrets or resentment that happens, right? And I always thought, I'm like, is it possible to live life without regret? I mean, to regret nothing, that's weird, right? Yeah. But then this is what I realized, the cure to regret. Reg- let's figure out what, what are regrets first? Regrets are personal experiences you never forgave yourself for. Mm. That's it. You never regret something for someone. It's always something personal. Somehow you blame yourself for it. That's what regret is. The cure is you forgive yourself. Yeah. Raya, you could have, you should have, you would have, you didn't. That's all right. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's how you get rid of regret. And that's how you live life without regret. Say, fuck it. Let it go, man. But until you make that decision, nothing happens. And then there's another way of moving forward. Not something pulling you back, but you just won't make that step. And I always knew it was about taking a risk. So I, I put on there, um, I was saying take challenges worth the risk. It had to be worth it or else you say, fuck that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and then, so I was talking to my friend about this. His name is Roger Mazella, And he was just like, no, dude, it's accept challenges worth the risk. And I'm like, Why? Because the challenges are always set in front of you, but it's up to you to accept it or not. When you accept it, that's actually when you say it. And I'm like, you're right. Because it's always there. It's always there. The option is always there. It's either this, this or this. And it's up to you. People think not making a decision is not a decision, but it is. It is, absolutely. There's always a decision being made because we're all a product of our decisions, not our circumstances, environment, or anything else. You know, so yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I need like 800 of your t shirts. Do you make hoodies? This is my question. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I, I need a hoodie. I'll be ordering <laughs> following this recording. By the I'll time send you this, links. <laughs> yes. By the time this airs, I will be wearing fucking hoodies <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yes, for sure. That's um, let's talk about mental health as an entrepreneur because. Okay. I think, especially when you're starting out on your own, if you're, um, you know, most of us don't start with a team. We start by ourselves. We have an idea. We, um, you know, we decide to take that idea to market, whatever that looks like. Um, and we're out of, you know, if you're coming from a non entrepreneur, like I'm not a serial, serial entrepreneur, I'm, 
Uh, I've been in business for almost three years now, and I had always worked for somebody else. And I kind of fell into business and, um, and I'm blessed that I'm still here and that I have a team that, um, you know, a global team and, and that, you know, that things are still going well, but I will say it in the very beginning, not only am I questioning everything that I'm doing, because I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm doing it by myself. I have no regular schedule. No one's telling me when to wake up. No one's telling me what, you know, when to do what things, you know, I'm just winging it. I'm just fucking in it all the time, but I just feel fucked. You know what I mean? Like, I just like, you know, like. So, (laughs) so I guess to start it off, what I I tell people, well, first, what is an entrepreneur? A lot of people think it's just, us, someone who doesn't have uh, a boss, right? Uh, To me, an entrepreneur is someone that is driven with a purpose to yes. find solutions to the problems. Yeah. You're talking about, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. But what do you do as an entrepreneur? You solve it. Well, how the hell do I do this, do this? Well, you just end up solving it. And I feel that's what really entrepreneurs are. 100%. You can be introvert, extrovert, sales, this. It doesn't matter what the hell your background is. Because if, it's, if you have a problem with sales, an entrepreneur goes, how the fuck do I do that? I don't have that. Well, let me grab someone that's good at it. You know, that's- like... So you always, Bravo, yeah. From yeah. NBA matchmaker, I say, yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's actually what it is, right? So that's an entrepreneur. And what's funny, people don't realize this, but the way I talk about mental health so much in the mindset is because everything that we do stems from our mindset, basically. Yes. What you do for a living, it's just an extension of you. That's all yes. they really right the business you come up with you don't just come up with a business where something you've never seen before or or whatever it has to be some kind of experience uh, interest yeah yeah so that's kind of where it 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 stops even from your occupation to your startup um what's funny is a lot of people don't apply entrepreneurial skills to their personal life um some, some examples like that you can apply with the startup concept, right, is um, the businesses are constantly evolving. It's the ones that don't evolve and don't innovate that fail. We're right? seeing that big time now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and what's the re- biggest reason for that is because a lot of times they don't have a sense of purpose. People don't know how to create a purpose. Um, so... I'm kind of going all over the place, but That's purpose. Fine. We got this is the client experience revolution podcast. It is yeah. <laughs> go all over the place friendly. Yeah. So, you know, when you develop a purpose, that's why people say, you know, a mission-driven company and stuff like that. So a mission is is very important. Um, because when you have a sense of purpose or a mission, you don't care about we naturally tend to go towards pleasure and away from pain. When you have purpose, you don't care whether it's painful or pleasurable, because you have to get this done. I have a purpose. So raising your kids and teaching them and this, like it doesn't matter how difficult it is to wipe their ass and get them to school, but you want to be the best and teach them the best. So you do it without going like, oh, I got to wipe again. Like, Mm. no way. Like (laughs) it just kind of automatically goes because your purpose is so big, right? So that's really huge because... that's what gives you that future mindset, that future thinking. Uh, Simon Sinek refers to it as an infinite mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you always want to think about the future. When you think of a startup, it, it's always an evolution, right? So when you think of purpose, it's always forward thinking. It's future thinking. It's never just today, today, today. Right. Right. 
So it, it's always evolving. Um, look at companies now that have these purposes. Like a purpose is not a noun or a mission is not a noun. It's always a verb. And people think it's a noun. It's, even the biggest businesses are still doing this and they don't realize this. If you look at Facebook, their mission is something about connecting people around the world. Connecting, it, you always have to have to connect or to verb, something. That's what a purpose is supposed to be. Not to be the best uh, social network. Well, then what the hell are you doing with the Oculus Rift? What are you doing in the VR game? Like, right. what is Facebook doing with WhatsApp? If you're trying to be the best social network, it doesn't work, right? But because their purpose is to connect everyone around the world, that includes WhatsApp, that includes Instagram, that includes Facebook, and right. anything else that's going to come up, it's forever thinking. Do you see the difference there? But yeah. if you just said, I'm going to be the best social network that connects everyone, well, that's just a social network. You're never going to evolve out of, outside of that. In fact, social network is starting to become like, eh, is that even a term anymore? You know, like right, exactly so much. So that's a big difference. Purpose gives you the why, right? Why you're doing things. Everyone knows now, I think about having a why, why you're doing yeah. it. Talk about Simon Sinek with the start with why. Yeah, exactly. 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 And, and people that, always feel lost. And I always kind of refer to this like uh, example or metaphor. When someone tells me they're lost, whether it's in business or personal life, I'm just like, well, where are you going? <laughs> and even better is why are you going? Mm -hmm. So because right now when people say, oh, I'm so lost, they're basically putting their car in park and then just staying there. And I'm like, that's weird. That's weird. You know? Like, yeah. Imagine just putting it in a park and like, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. And it's just like, that, that's an odd thing. So I got to ask you, why, where are you going and why are you going there? I'm going to California to, you know, I'm going to Seattle, visit Raya, that's you know, right. because we have a meeting or whatever. So that's my why. So now I have a specific place. So now I know, ah, oh, shit, I took the wrong turn back there. It's going to take me a little bit longer to get to Raya, but... At least I know where I'm going now. People don't want to, like what the GPS says, you know, re-freaking, uh, recalculate. Rerouting or recalculating or whatever, right. yeah. Whatever it is, you might have taken the wrong turn. So what? It's still going to get there. It's just that you have to back up for an hour yeah. and then go back. But that's what happens in life, right? When you take the wrong route or whatever, it's like, oh, it's going to take you a little bit longer. But the problem is always you have to know where you're going. If you don't, then you're always lost. doesn't matter what turn you make. In that analogy too, I see something, some value too, in like just driving around, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, even if you're just driving around and you're looking like you're discovering things, you're experiencing things, you're trying, you know what I'm saying? So maybe yeah. you're not, maybe it's not productive, but you, what's productive? Like, we don't know what skills you're going to need later in life. Like yeah. maybe you had to take that reroute yep. so that you have the experiences, connections, and skills so that when you get back on that path to go see Raya for the meeting, you're yeah. prepared. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, I think we, we can get so linear in our thinking about like things have to go this way and they have to progress this way that we forget that life is not linear. Like we are this interwoven um, connection of people and things and, you know, experiences and yeah. we are going to fuck up 
We're going to take different turns. We're going to make decisions late or too early. Like, I mean, I always tell people, so I got married when I was 19. Like I am blessed to have met the right person at 18 years old. That is yeah. like the wrong thing to do is get married when you're 19 PM. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> like think we're still married. Like it's great. It's yeah. fantastic, but that's, that's awesome. a real hard road to go is yeah, to yeah. figure out how to be an adult and a wife at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. Like, there's a lot of changes. At, yeah. So the, the thing 20s, is, is you know? like, the thing is, is like, you can make decisions too early, too late, you know, wrong decisions, right decisions. You just, it's what you do with what you have. It's exactly. what you do with what you experience that changes it for you. Biggest things that helps relationships is because you both are on the same purpose. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that, that's when you start doing this. I want to be a rock star, but I want to be a home stay at home mom. That's yeah, not gonna work. It's <laughs> not yeah, gonna work exactly. But if you're both like, hey, I want to be this, I want to do this, and I want to be this, and I just want to be with you and same purpose, then it works out. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely. Um, so I think it's like the the like the analogy. I love what you're saying is throwing it in a park. It's like at least freaking go around the block, dude. Like you know what I mean. Just keep driving no, around the block. Figure out where you're going first. That's there you go. You can go around the block. Who gives a shit? What is that going to do? Did that make you find where you're going? Not at no, all. But because I'd say it's better yourself. than sitting in park. Yeah, but no matter what, but it's better to sit in park and figure out, all right, where am I going? It is better to go, where am I going? Because until then, doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do because you don't know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea where you're going. So turn, turn, turn. Guess what? Still lost. Turn, turn, turn. What if I go straight? Still lost because yeah. where are you going? I don't know. I'm just going. Well, all right. You're never going to get to there. Here too is to point out that uh, like, at least what I'm hearing and what I'm like, what I, what I'm registering from what you're saying is something similar to what I was telling my ops manager. I was telling her like, listen, this is like, we do two things and we do two things really, really well. Like we do yeah. virtual assistant matchmaking and we do client engagement consulting. And these are the two things that we do really well. And they're all based on connection. Like, and our purpose is connecting entrepreneurs to resources and connecting entrepreneurs to their clients. That's awesome. If it doesn't have anything to do with that, then it's exactly. not part of our business. Exactly. But it doesn't have to look the way that it looks right now. If our services exactly. suddenly changed completely into something totally different, as long as it had to do with connecting, the purpose remains. Yeah, the purpose remains. Exactly. Then That's I don't why give a shit what huge. it looks like. You know exactly. what I mean? I don't care. That's it just has to do with that purpose. Perfect. And that's funny, right? So that's what happens for your business. But people don't think of that for themselves. Yeah. What is your purpose? What is your main driver? Why are you getting up? Why, why are you going? We have so many different purposes. A purpose as a parent, purpose as an entrepreneur, but you have to just kind of figure those things out. But unless you have that, you're not really going to have that drive. Yeah. Right? And so it's really important. Um, really, one of the things I want to get to so that we don't run out of time is people's perspective on mental health itself. So a lot of people don't know this. As an entrepreneur, right? When you're solving problems, you always want to remedy the, uh, the cause, not the result. If you just remedy the result, it's always going to be a problem. 
But if you get the cause, the problem disappears. Mm-hmm. So, was, for example, with you connecting people and stuff, you don't look at the, oh, the, the result, they're not connecting this and this, and then you provide this. You go like, why aren't they connecting? Why yes. can't they? Why is it so hard? When you figure those out, that's when you become the king. Like yes. that's when you, you just kill it because you're getting rid of all the problems. So in mental health, we're not doing that. No. We're trying to remedy the result instead of the cause. In fact, you know what's even worse? We've made the result the cause. Here's what I mean. You've mentioned you've dealt with depression, yep. anxiety, things like that. So just like the mission and perspective, I mean, um, purpose, the cause is always a verb. It's an action word. It can't be a noun. That means you can't say depression, anxiety, because those aren't causes. Those are results. In fact, anxiety and depression are just normal responses. You just haven't talked about all the other emotions. Anger, happiness, yep. jealousy, those are all emotions. Natural emotional responses. Keyword there is a response. It's responding to something that causes it. Not it causes the depression doesn't cause you to be depressed. Right. You're depressed. It's called you're in depression. That's all that is. So when you say depression, it's like, well, you're fighting an invisible fight. So anything that to prevent anything, it has to be, must be proactive. Uh, diabetes, obesity. You don't prevent obesity by going like, oh, I'm 500 pounds now. <laughs> Got to go to the gym. Time to diet. The best time to diet and exercise? Today. Mm-hmm. Not when you're even 10 pounds overweight. Today. Today. But no one sees that with their mindset because it's immeasurable. It's very difficult to see. There's no measuring anything. There's no metric for it. Nothing. So it's very difficult to go, oh, no, you're already at this level. See, my perspective on mental health is this. Everyone thinks it's, it's segmented. To me, everything stems from a bad perspective, like I mentioned before with what I learned from my brother. That evolves to suicidal tendencies. I put suicidal tendencies at the end because if you make it, that is the end. But right. everything before that, I hate Monday. My girlfriend sucks. Oh no, I have anxiety, depression. Oh no, alcoholism, drug abuse, suicide. It's all one road. It's all one path. But people try to segment it like, oh, you're an alcoholic. I said suicidal. Get out of here. Drug abuse, that's cute. I said suicidal. I I need a rope, something. Get out of here. So they actually wait and wait. The reactive approach doesn't, that's not preventative. Mm-hmm. You have kids. To yeah. prevent diabetes, do you tell your kids, eat whatever you want? The organizations and doctors have taught me how to look for symptoms of diabetes. <laughs> so eat whatever you want. All good. That's what we do for mental health, right? You got to look for symptoms of anxiety, Raya, and the symptoms of depression, because how else are we going to prevent it and save the world? Why are you waiting? Right. Why are you waiting? So you see the color teal, teal. The color teal, it's become a theme color for our nonprofit foundation because it helps remind you of what you can give to help prevent in mental health issues 
and suicidal tendencies. It stands for time, effort, attention, and love. Teal is like the vegetables, your diet. Provide that shit today. Not, well, he hasn't been out in a room in like two weeks. That's a sign. I should go check on him now. You should just check on him on two days. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you waiting? It's the same thing as diet and exercise. So you're not going to diet exercise until you get diabetes? I, I'm, I'm not, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. But that's what we do. And like I said before, we made it even worse. When you're in a bad state of mind, and I'm glad because you, you've experienced this. Yeah. When you have a bad state of mind, as an entrepreneur too, so all these entrepreneurs watching, Ugh. you always tend to love excuses and hate accountability. Yep. It always happens. Never your fault when this client, this, this, and this, and this, and then this happens. But when you get in a better place, you kind of go, you know, I could have put this thing in place to prevent yeah. that. Or, oh, I should have, I should have, would have, would have, should have, all of a sudden starts happening, right? So when we're in a mindset like that, it's very dangerous to give us another excuse. Well, we're giving you the best excuse, Raya. Oh, Raya, you have depression. You're going to be depressed. Here's some pills. That's the only answer because it's an invisible fight. Right. But if you had told me, uh, because, well, it's not a divorce, I know that. So. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But if it was something that you can actually relate, you know, really put a thing on what the cause of the problem is, you're able to solve it better. Because if you had told me, like, oh, it's it still can't get rid of, let go of the divorce, it's like, all right, at least I know what to work on. I need to yeah. change your perspective on what you lost. In the, look at what you've gained rather than what you're losing. I don't even know what the hell you're losing. It's been 10 years ago, let's say. These were really just responses. No one walks around. I, I see people walk around all the time and tell me like, oh, I've been dealing with depression for like 16 years, Raya. Or, oh man, I've had anxiety for like seven. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. You had that emotional response because you had to talk in front of 100,000 people. So you got anxiety. If you didn't, that's weird. Oh, you got depressed because you got a divorce and someone passed away? Yeah, it's called DABDA. It's the five stages of grief. You're in depression. Good for you. Because the next step is acceptance. When people tell me they're depression, good. Good. You're almost there. Almost there. It's yeah. always the hardest part. Just like the finish line is not the easiest for the marathon. Final exams is not the easiest when you go to college. It's always the hardest part at the end. And people don't see that. And so now we're giving them this excuse and saying depression is the problem. That is just the result, but you've made it the cause. It's actually a bad perspective because you're thinking of bad things. You become depressed. Well, now you're in depression, but doctors tell you this. You have depression. You're going to have, you're going to be depressed. That's why you have these perspectives. And I'm like, that is so not how it works. That is so not how it works. Someone decided to test me on this. I take pills for anxiety. And I go, all right, let's go. What are you anxious about? Give me an example. He goes, I don't know. Then I'm driving a car. All right, well, millions of people drive cars, dude. You have to tell me what makes you anxious. All right, when I'm in a, driving in a car, I feel like I'm gonna get in an accident and get killed or kill someone else. Now we're getting somewhere. Let me get this straight. Your perspective is every time you get in a car, you're probably going to get in an accident, kill someone or kill yourself. That perspective will make anyone anxious. And now you have anxiety. And then he said, 
trying to look for an excuse, but you're right. And I'm like, I know. You're welcome. So he even agreed. He was just like, shit, what am I doing? So these are common responses, but we're treating it like it's cancer. But the thing is, you were treating it like it's cancer, but no one is attacking it like cancer. Mm-hmm. So what, I've never seen anyone get depression and goes like, oh, I don't even want to, I got to get rid of this. This is bullshit. Like, nope, I don't want to stay there. I got to do what I got to do. No one does that. I don't know why. Because you I did. That's good for you this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good for you. It, that is where it starts. The decision. Everything will follow. That's what I mean about accountability. This is when I learned that accountability is just not part of your mindset when you're in a bad place. So I was talking about my brand the same way I kind of explained it to you, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kid was just standing there and going, I like what you're saying and all that it starts with a decision, but it's not that easy. And I'm just like, never said it was easy, but that's where it starts. He's like, yeah, but I'm in rehab now and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, yeah, doesn't matter. It always starts with a decision. Yeah, but, and I was sick of it. So I said, dude, stop saying, but it always starts with a decision. Now tell me why you can't do that. I back up. He stood there and going for like minutes. And I'm going, what are you doing? I didn't tell this guy to freaking run a marathon, not even read a book. All I said was, he starts with a decision, which you can make right now. Like, I mean, now, what is taking so long? Are you, are you going to die if you admit this? I don't know what's happening. He just stood there for a minute. And then he finally goes, you're right. You're right. And again, you're welcome. That's why you're still in rehab. You went to rehab, not even making the decision to be better. And a lot of people do that. So many people, depression. You didn't really want to get rid of depression. You want to keep that excuse of a depression. Same thing with PTSD, anxiety. Oh, I don't want to talk to that crowd. I have anxiety. It's a fucking crowd. If you've never talked to a crowd before, you're going to be anxious. Everyone goes through that. Everyone goes through that. The only way to get rid of it is you do it. And that's how you learn. And that's how it works. So that's how you kind of get through that. And when it comes to depression and all this, you got to attack it the same way cancer. Does, does everyone with cancer die? No. Right. Why? We don't know. Well, because if you take all the ones that survive, the common freaking denominator is the mindset is, fuck this. I'm going to beat this. The common denominator. Not one has survived and said, holy sh! I thought I was going to die last week. Doesn't work. Never works. Our mind is so powerful, we can make our bodies actually sick. If you read Mind Over Medicine, you will see up to what extent our mind can actually control our bodies. I'll give you one example. There's this dude with multiple personalities that was allergic to orange juice and the other personalities weren't. When the, the one with allergies show up, it actually shows um, what do you call it? Like uh, allergy like a reaction. Yeah. Some kind of allergic reaction. Yeah. And then when the other personality show up gone, but that's how, to what extent we actually control our bodies. The mind over medicine is really great book because it really talks about um, how you're affecting your physical health. Cause I know we're talking about entrepreneurship and this and that. So, you know, you really have to really, it really affects every part of you 
Um, and it stems from that. And so that's the common denominator. So the first thing they do is I'm going to beat this, right? Well, that's what they have. Anyone has to do to, to, to get rid of any problem. You have to make the decision first. And then all of a sudden things change. Uh, someone with cancer will all of a sudden have a better diet and exercise and be loving and this and that doesn't stress out, doesn't let go. All of that happens automatically because you've decided, nope, I'm not going to let that bother me anymore. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because I know that that's not good for me. And this, not saying that freaking people with cancer are not allowed to complain anymore. Again, those are emotional responses. When you're pissed off, you get pissed off. Mm -hmm. Something's freaking pissing you off. Not because you have anger issues. We don't say that. Oh, you got angry again? Oh. But we're trying to get rid of an emotion. That's why we're going into turmoil. I don't know when depression, anxiety, and any type of emotion became abnormal. I have no idea when it happened. It used to be very normal. It's like you get depressed. I hug you. And, and I don't like that phrase. It's okay not to be okay. I get what they're trying to do, but it's, it's not okay. It's okay not to be okay, but not that long. <laughs> you know, you what, know I mean? what? That's so funny that you say that. I'm like, literally, I, I, I'm going to get really personal for a second because, yeah, yeah. um, so I do, and I've talked about it before and I told you a little bit, but I do core wound healing. This is part of how I'm, um, healing my depression and anxiety. Yeah. And, um, this last week I was dealing with, um, you know, generational healing, um, from my family, um, and just, you know, like myself, like what I, um, what I experienced. And so I wrote a letter. Part of the process is in the end, you write a letter of gratitude and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read this. I wasn't, this is totally unscripted. You guys totally unscripted <laughs> and very personal, but yeah. I, this I think highlights yeah. what exactly what you're saying, but I wrote a letter to the little me. To like the little me that like shoved the emotion down because I was a crybaby and I got mm -hmm. told so much that I was a crybaby that I shoved the emotion down. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. um, this is a letter and it's not very long, but I'll read it. Um, I'll read it to you guys because this is highlighting exactly what you're saying. It says little Raya, yeah. I forgive the incessant tears you hate so much because they are physical evidence that you have so much emotion in your heart. Did you know that feelings aren't actually bad? It's like little messages from God. Sometimes those tears are joy, like when grandma bought you that scooter on your birthday. Think about what it felt like to haul it to the top of their driveway and glide to the bottom. Total bliss, right? Sometimes tears are because we feel joy or because our body wants us to feel joy. And the other emotions are okay too. They're meant to keep you safe, to help you grieve, to connect with others to feel and relive a memory, so many things. So stop staying stuck in them. Allow them to come into your little body for the time they need as they walk you up the emotional driveway. And then I want you to glide like never before. You know what? Kick off or fuck it. <laughs> the driveway you know, that's is actually steep, great. so it will be scary, but you'll be okay. Now throw your arms out to the sides, tilt your head back and close your eyes. Do you feel that? The pure surrender? Who cares if there's a stub toe or a scraped knee at the bottom because you just had the ride of your life? 
That's great. And that's, that's the thing is like, we don't allow ourselves to experience the emotions to the fullest. Right. We right. don't give ourselves permission to say, I'm an entrepreneur. I have no idea what I'm doing. I am scared and yeah. I need help. So you know? I have the solution for that. People refer to it as uh, imposter syndrome. Like, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I am not up to par of, of what I want to mm -hmm. get done, right? So what's funny, and I, I recently read a book that actually agreed with my philosophy. It's called Personality That Isn't Permanent. And basically the whole thing about that, it talks about the future mindset, basically. That the future is almost more important than your past or present. And as the more I kind of thought about it, it's like, you know, we actually get sad, depressed, or angry, or anything, most of the above. Um, you know, especially sad or depression. We usually get sad or depressed not because of what we can see from the past. It's actually what we can't see in our future. Fear is something future-related. It's not something from the past and this. It's because of what's going to happen, what might happen, the pandemic. Oh my God, what's going to happen? You're actually fine right where you are. Nothing's even changed. You don't even know the pandemic's happening where you are. But like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Future thinking, future thinking. Any type of anxiety is future. Depression, it's not because of what you lost here. It's because, oh, who am I going to be? For example, a breakup. It's not because, oh, I'm broken up and now the past, I got to hold on. It's because you can't freaking see another future. You saw white picket fence and a, a, a family and a dog with this one dude or one girl that you can't see another person in your freaking life. So you get depressed about it because that was the one. And that's actually where the problem is. You can't see a future version of you. And because there's an entrepreneurship uh, audience, right? What I say is you got to think of yourself as a freaking startup, man, because we're always evolving. The... The Raya you see today is not the same one five years ago. Hell and I'm no. telling you right now, this one's not going to be the same one five years from now. We're constantly evolving. That's why it's called an infinite mindset because five minutes from now, the future is five minutes later. Like it's always, it's a never ending freaking finish line. Mm -hmm. And that's what actually kills people, right? It's like, ah, oh, man, it's so hard to catch. But that's actually more important. That's actually how you excel in your business when you have this future mindset. When you have a business, you don't go, let's say you have a new startup. You don't go, this is so not going to make it. Like this sucks and this sucks. But you do that to yourself. All the time. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not going to do this. this that. Uh, Treat yourself like a startup. How are you going to do it? What? future version of your startup do you see that's why we act like this well you know raya wanted to have a global thing and this and that I really just want to connect everyone how else am i going to do it well i guess i got i can go overseas for you know things like that it just kind of comes to play and it's always changing and you're always thinking in the future or else you'll become obsolete right so same thing with your personal self it's like you know there's so many things that you can do everything that almost you can do with the startup you can do to yourself uh self-evaluation the same way we look at spreadsheets and stuff like that those are just stories of the past it has nothing to do with your future not a fucking thing everything you know is an assumption until you get feedback or data that's it until you get that it's all an assumption oh i'm gonna kill it 
Are you? You didn't know about the 2020 pandemic, did you? Bam. Bam. But if you don't have that purpose, you're going to have a freaking crazy time. Thank God for purpose. purpose, that's for sure. Purpose evolves. So let me tell you the steps where I think when you're in, basically to me, from a personal standpoint, because it, it translates into going into your business world too. So as entrepreneurs, the first thing you want to work on is yourself, your mindset, because everything else is an extension of you. So if you fail, everything will freaking fail too, all right? So you really have to work on yourself. So to me, the pursuit of happiness is what's most important. And how do you get there though? Like, how the fuck do I pursue happiness? Like, how does that work? So it's always called pursuit of happiness because it's never ending. You never happy and then maintain happiness. It's no, it's not gonna happen. You're always in constant pursuit of it. So it starts with a sense of purpose, like we talked about before. Purpose gives you that why, why you're doing it, gives you that future mindset. The next step is changing your perspectives. Your perspectives are always gonna be a threat or a benefit to your uh, purpose. Um, for example, you know, Raya's doing her business. She could easily say, um, my purpose is to connect entrepreneurs and this and this and that. But her perspective is, eh, but I really just don't even have any time. I have kids and this and that. But if you change your perspective to like, well, if I just watch a little Netflix, wake up a little bit earlier, oh, I should be able to start that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it happens. This is when you need inspiration, when you can't change your perspective. So you guys are going to know the difference between inspiration and motivation today. So inspiration always comes before perspective. That's how you shift your perspective. You see a movie that relates to you. You hear this story. You see the quote. You get inspired because you relate to it and it changes your perspective and you go, what? Fuck it. After the perspective is done, The decision, it's called the power of decision, is the next step. All of your decisions will follow your perspective. If you think you're a loser, not going to make it, and this and that because your parents said so, and you keep listening to that, guess what the decisions you make? But if you have a different perspective, all of a sudden you take, take different decisions. So people, you have to know, motivation comes after the decision, completely useless before perspective, completely useless before decision, completely useless. Raya, come on, let's, you got to climb Mount Everest. You have to, you're going to be like, no, no, (laughs) no interest whatsoever. But maybe if we had talked in this, but it really changes your this and life and your kids will only be better. And then I change your perspective. You're going to go, shit, let's go tomorrow. So you really have to change people's perspective first, but the motivation comes there. Goals. You cannot, you can't make a goal unless you know, or you've decided what you're going to do. Right. That's also where passion comes from. Passion doesn't come before. So people think like, oh, I got to find what I'm passionate about. Like you don't just find things. But the biggest thing though, I forgot to mention with purpose is that it's intentional. Purpose doesn't just, oh, there's my purpose. It's intentional. You actually have to think about it. You actually have to go. No one just starts a business and all of a sudden they know exactly what their purpose is. They have to go, what's our purpose? Because everything, like you said, I love that you said it. Everything has to be in line with the purpose. I've told this to someone else in a different talk. The pandemic happened this, that. Did your purpose all of a sudden change? Are you no longer connecting entrepreneurs with resources? I had my best year ever. 
Yeah, it just changed. That's it. The purpose yeah. remains. And that's why that's so important. So when you figure this out, when you go to purpose, perspective, and then make that decision, that is the pursuit of happiness because it's just little decisions all the time. And when people are talking about balancing and this, it's, you always have to look at the future version of you. The same way you say you have a future version of your startup. You don't just go, this is my business. You always want to kind of go, man, where can I take this? What's the next step? It's when you don't do that, that people go, boom. And that's why people are like, I don't understand. Like, you know, like these big companies, look at AOL gone. What happened? <laughs> what happened? They were the big thing. How did they lose? I thought they were going to rule the world the I way Google it. is and Facebook. Oh, do you remember GTE? That was the first like cell phone that you could hold <laughs> it with your two hands. GTE. There's another one for I had you. The freaking big ones. Yes. My uncle used to have, you yes. know, but that's, that's, it's, that's what kind of sets it apart. And so when you start seeing these things, it's like, you have to realize how just a different mindset on, 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 um, mental health alone, like these are just all natural responses. Like stop listening to these doctors that are telling you, like, basically they're going like this. You have cancer. Yep. Take these pills. It's the only way. And you're just going like, okay. And doing nothing about it. And all it was is a natural response. Cancer is based on a lot of sugar too, you know, but I don't want to, you know, talk about that. We'll talk about diabetes because I know it's proven re reversible. So we'll <laughs> stick with that. Yeah. So, but it's just like diabetes, you know, you really have to treat it like that. It's like, oh, even though you have the exercises like yoga, meditation, everyone knows this shit that it's good for you, but not a lot of people do it. Right. But in any case, it's, you're just remedying the result though. What I mean is if you still have to forgive your freaking dad, all the yoga in the world is not going to do anything. What you need to do is figure out the cause of why you're doing that. Forgive your freaking dad. I'm just, that's just an example. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he almost don't even need yoga. People shouldn't have to wake up and do all these phrases in the morning. You are worthy. You're beautiful. You, you shouldn't have to do that. A happy person doesn't do that. They just kind of, hey, what's up, man? Coffee? Yeah. That's the, an actual happy life. You don't need, there's really no effort. And when people think, I, so I always, one thing I do see when people have like philosophical things, you have to be consistent. A lot of people have this inconsistency. They think this, but then this. It's like, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't work. You know, and there's a lot of things that I see, like, for example, um, uh, people say that often um, when something bad or when something bad happens to you and all of a sudden you're in a good place. Well, Raya, I guess everything happens for a reason. Oh, my God. I hate that so much. No one ever says it when you're in a bad place ever, <laughs> ever, because then it's a put down. Right. So it's kind of like and the thing is, it's stupid anyway, because all they're saying is. Hey, when there's a cause, there's an effect. Yeah. Like what? I get it. My great grandfather didn't hook up with my great grandma. I wouldn't be here. Like how far do you want to go back or how, where, yeah. where would you like the excuse to be? Yeah, like, exactly. Which excuse would you like me to go to? You know, the dinosaurs or like last week, yeah. you know? So it's irrelevant when people say that, what they're really trying telling you and what's consistent is that what they're saying is, Find the reasons to make things happen after all the bullshit you just went through. Find the reasons to make things happen. Not everything happens for a reason. 
whatever you just went through, that's all they're really telling you. Like, dude, just use that and make it happen. That's more consistent. Or live every day like it's your last. Well, you're fucking doing it wrong. Why are you here and why are you at work? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's inconsistent. It doesn't make sense. It puts people into trouble. And what people think when I say like, you got to, uh, the future is, is, is actually more important. And they think like, well, how about my present? Like, you know, everyone always says, embrace the present. It's the gift. That's why it's called the present. But, and I get that, but it's more important to think of your future self. That's a happy version of you. I'm hoping that's what you see. Your future version is a happy version. Well, that version would kick the shit out of you if you didn't stop and smell the freaking roses. So you automatically do things like that. It's kind of like when you're driving a car or, uh, or a motorcycle, I mean, you have to look where you're going. When I tell people how you balance your life, like I give them a quick metaphor so they can understand it. When you're balancing on a tight rope, the first thing, pick your fucking chin up. You're never going to do it with your chin down because the more you look down at every single step you take, the more scary it's going to be. So look up and look straight ahead. Look where you're going, not where you're at. And that's how you end up balancing it a little bit better. And when I talk about perspective, so this helps shift people's perspectives and go, oh, yeah, you're right. So the power of perspective, here's an example. Uh, I snowboard. I was in Jay Peak, Vermont. I was in freaking trees. So these are like 10 feet apart. I would go in there and I would go in one, two, three, tree, son of a fucking. Mm -hmm. And then it's so hard to get up, you know, it's a pain. I get up again. One, two, three, tree. Son of a man, my friends cruising like nothing, going through the trees and launching things. And I'm going, that's balls, man. Like, how do you do that? And he finally stops, sprays me a little bit. Like, and I'm, he goes, dude, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, but yo, how do you do this, man? Like, I'm tired. Like, I, I can't do it. This is what he says. Stop looking at the trees. Look at the path between the trees. I just laughed because I'm like, oh, it's not the 15 years of experience. It's, oh, it's not that. Oh, okay. You know, but he left whatever. And I'm still in there. The only way to get out is to ride out. So what have I got to lose? Don't look at the trees. Look at the path between the trees. There I go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And I finally stop and I'm going, whoa what the fuck was that? That was intense. And I'm like, the weather didn't change. The trees fucking didn't move. I didn't get that much better in 0.5 seconds. The only thing I changed was my perspective. The situation remained the same. I just looked at it differently. And that is the power of perspective. Automatically happens. And what's funny is when I talk about the tree and stuff like that, so people that are entrepreneurs, stop looking to avoid things. Look at the path where you want to go and the things you want to avoid automatically disappear. It's the I same thing I tell people that are alcoholics and stuff. When you have a specific path, the alcohol disappears like because you can't achieve your purpose with the damn beer. Like, mm -hmm. but if there's still something holding on and you're just, and it's so bad for them when they count like I'm 367 sober. You're counting every day what you're missing out on. That is not a happy life. That's like, oh, that's such a difficult life. 
it should come automatically when you look at the path. When you're trying to avoid, same thing with a bad relationship. I don't want someone like this, like this, or like this, tree. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Because you're trying to avoid. Just find the one you want. You'll automatically go, nope, nope. Don't want to talk to this. No, nope. That, it's not in line with my, my freaking path here. And it automatically happens. So that's why I always say people, it always stems from your perspective, but it's difficult when you don't have a purpose. But even without that, it's the perspective that really matters. That is what therapists are trying to achieve with you because they don't give you a fucking pill. They don't yeah. give you some magic exercise. Nope. They change your perspective and all of a sudden click. Whoa, I'm a different part. Whoa, all of a sudden the, the struggle, you know, even forgiveness, the biggest one is the hardest one is forgiving yourself for the bullshit in the past. Oh, that's the hard one. That's forgiving someone is already hard. Yep. And that's someone else is hard, that's, right? It is hard. It is hard. I, I have done, um, 10 specific, I've been like what we call on a healing rampage. Mm-hmm. So like 10 specific like situations or wounds, things that I have been, that I've been holding onto for these 42 yeah. years. And I've been like systematically just like letting them go, just letting good. them go, doing the work to let yeah. them go. And it's good. It's good. Well, yeah. Ricardo, before we, before we end, I have two very important questions. Oh yeah. Yeah. I really, really want to, um, dive into takeaways and that is if there's so many so many takeaways that people could um store away from this conversation but if somebody was to walk away with just one thing that they could remember about this conversation what would be the one thing that you would really want them to walk away with everything stems from your perspective but it doesn't matter unless you make a decision i love that I love like, that. That you've changed my perspective today. Honestly, I'm glad. I am, I'm glad. and I will proudly wear my fuck it hoodie. That is yeah. happening. <laughs> um, so the second question that I have for you is yeah. um, my fun question that I get to ask all of my guests, and that is, it does not have to do. You don't have to do it on this topic, but what is the best piece of wisdom or advice that you've been given, and that could be written your grandma somebody off the street, your kid, it could be literally any type of advice or wisdom, but something that's really, really made an impact on your life that you carry with you. Very hard. But the, the, right, right now, the one that's sticking out is something my brother told me. Uh, I had just broken up. This is like, I mean, years ago, I just broken up out of a seven year relationship. And when I was getting sad, he said, he's like, yo, um, just to let you know, you know, we're brothers, so it's not, it's not a lovey thing. You know? yeah. <laughs> so it's very you difficult. You have a cry circle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, is that an expression? What, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> What's happening here? Yeah, but he was just like, dude. Um, you know, he didn't know, know how to say it, but he goes, dude. Uh, his name is Patrick, and he was just like, um, I just want you to know, like, don't look for a reason. There doesn't have to be one. That's a good one. And that's it. And I go, what the hell does that mean? He was just like, just don't look for reasons. Just, just th there doesn't have to be one. Just let it be. There doesn't have to be a reason at yeah. all. Because so good. Yeah. And I was just, it helped me like this. And I went, 
You're right. We cause our own problems. We always, always do because no one is doing it to you, any kind of mental health issues. It's always you. Whether you are abused, raped, whatever, I get it. I get it. I freaking, it's hard for me in the dark because of freaking poltergeist when I was young, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but it, it's really your, your perspective on things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and absolutely. It, it always stems from that. Like, uh, for example, there was this one person that was suicidal for like, I think she said it was 16 or 18 years. I'm not sure which one, you know what it took for her to get out of it? She took the pills, therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists. I mean, she did everything until she met the Dalai Lama. And that's when her freaking, all of a sudden, she's just, all she needed to know was, was that she's one with the universe kind of thing. That she, we're so small and we're just an atom in this. That's all she needed to know. And all of a sudden, she's fine. But all it was, was a shift in her perspective. Mm, mm -hmm. That is it. And you will learn that all it takes. Look at everyone that's made it. Stop looking at the people that are depressed. Look at the ones that got out of it. It's kind yeah. of like people that's dying from cancer. Look at the ones that survived, not the ones that died. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's, so it's really about that. I love that. I love that so much. And I thank you so much for your time today. And um, for everyone interested in Phuket um, clothing, and um, also there's a beautiful organization that Ricardo um, founded in his brother's honor for suicide prevention. We will include information about that as well in the show notes. Um, we just thank you from the bottom of our heart for being with us and talking about this important topic today. And thank you to the audience for being with us as you are always. We appreciate you. Find us on Facebook at the Client Experience Revolution podcast group and everywhere on social media under my name, Raya Gonzalez. And we will include Ricardo's contact information in the show notes as well. Thanks again awesome. for a wonderful episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.